these fucking old ass women at the fucking gym. I I I can't I I I can't do it. Um when they talk, they just don't don't stop till you get enough. Um I I walk in. You know, this is how my great fucking morning went. And it went fine, but there's there's some about elderly like 65 plus year old woman and then like a 38 year old woman when they run into each other at the gym and they have some type of relationship or know each other in some way for some reason that there's this propensity to just stop and talk like for extended periods of times ignoring the environment ignoring what the hell's going on Ignoring how, why are you aligned in my vision when I'm on the treadmill? And you put me in a predicament. You put me in a very compromising position. Because see, anyone knows when you're on a treadmill. There's only one way to look. And that's straight ahead. Unless you're one of those weirdos that are trying to look at the mirror while running. Like, ooh, look at my form. Who the fuck cares about your mirror in the form? When you're fucking running. It's like if, if you have to check your form when you're running like that. First of all, you, your neck is turned. Um, <laughs> that neck, my back, that pussy in that crack. Um, well, yeah, uh, there's mirrors for that too. Um, <laughs> mirror, mirror. Talk about the man in the mirror. Uh, but you put me in a compromising position because... She's approximately, these old ladies are on the ellipticals, you know, a row or two ahead of me. And above this, like, right there above the ellipticals is the lineage of TV. Because that's what commercial gyms have. They just have 25 fucking TVs of stuff that actually no one wants to fucking watch. Like, it's all, like, and I said this before, it's all just infomercial. It's all just, you know, political television. It's all just... Dumb ass shit. And then. Like but you know. You're on the treadmill. You're just kind of forced to see what you see. It's like ah whatever. You know pass the time by. And today's apparently the queen. They're having some jubilee. Some jubilee fucking celebration. And then I was reading the thing. And they're having like a whole news coverage. They're having like a whole panel. Like it's the masters. Yeah, pretty ironic. <laughs> Nothing but white people. Um, and they're having like a panel, like a discussion. Like someone, they had like Piers Morgan there. They had a royal etiquette uh, expert. Whatever the fuck that means. I didn't know you needed to be a royal etiquette correspondent to know how to tuck your napkin in between your crotch. Or what, to wear one of those flower type of hats. Whatever the hell. Like, ooh, sunflower hats. Like, oh, you need to make sure your, you know, you need to make sure your uh, cleavage is only shown uh, slightly below the collar. But, like, weird shit. How to sit, how to walk, how to talk. I didn't know you needed a royal etiquette expert. Man, we just get, I, you know, I don't want to hear about job shortages. We're just giving jobs to people. When I saw a royal etiquette expert, I'm like, what? 
It's like, I don't want to hear nothing about how there's not enough jobs out here. There's nothing but jobs out here. You literally create your own job at this point. But anyways, um, they're having a, and, but whatever. But anyways, these old ass bitches, ironically, below the queen on the TV is old, it's just old ladies. <laughs> but you know. And it's, it put me in a compromising position because I, when you're on the treadmill, anyone knows treadmill etiquette. I feel like I've been talking too much about the gym lately, but I feel like this is very specific to certain things. Uh, I, I'm, you have two choices. You, as I said, you can only look straight ahead. Your, lineage of, your alignment of vision is pretty narrow. So you can look up, you can look s- kind of centerish. From a distance where you're kind of eye level with people that are at stations ahead of you where they kind of stare at you while working out. And it's like, eh, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And then, or you could just look down at your numbers and on your treadmill, but that's not good to actually have your neck down and then your neck hurts like after and shit and it's bad. That's actually bad form. So... I have to force myself to keep my neck up to look at the TV because this 38-year-old woman, which I'm not going to lie, she's kind of fit. She's kind of, you know, she's an attractive gal. Vows into the Cougs. <laughs> I don't know if that's the problem. Because, you know, we shorten every term, the Cougars, the Cougs. Um, uh, she's a Cougar, all right. Jesus, uh, oh, I wish a Cougar was there to just demolish these ladies. Um, well, maybe not demolish, I'm not, not trying to kill no one, but you know, to at least scare them, you know, just scare them. Um, kind of like those videos when someone's like in a national park and a bear just walks on the street, completely ignores them. He's just like, Hey guys, it's like, I'm a brother bear. It's like, Hmm. It's like, you know, bears are like two, you know, bears are like two, there's two versions of bears. There's the ones that are like, Hmm, okay. And then there's the ones that are like, Rrr. there's no in between, like, that just kind of looks at you like, fuck you. And like, ah, just shrugs his shoulders. But anyways, but no, but the, the, the these discussions of, I, I'm okay with people talking to the gym, like, that, that part doesn't bother me. But when you're sitting there for like 20 plus minutes, and I'm sitting there running, and I can't tell if you're looking at me while you're talking to them. So I don't want to look at you and make it awkward because then that throws my game. I'm trying to focus. I'm trying. I picked out my playlist. I have, I have the, I'm, I'm not going to lie. My playlist is becoming very generic planet fitness type of music. I, man, I, I, I now I get it. I, I get these, I get the EDM type of music. I get the chain smokers. I get I, I get the uh, love, L-A-U-V, I, I get these John K, like, I, I get the Halsey, I, I get the Ariana Grande type of shit, because when you're working out, like, they purposely make the music to be workout music, I get it now, and I, I incorporate my own, but, you know, like, I get, like, this shit bops when you run, like, women's even in Paris, it's like the tempo, boom, boom, the constant boom, boom, and it's short. I get it. I'm becoming a basic bitch. But you know what? Not as basic as the bitches in my alignment. And uh, 
It's like, yeah, now I have to keep my neck up. I can't even look out at a standard eye level, so I have to look up or I look really down. And there's nothing weirder than when you're trying to avoid eye contact with people. Not because you're afraid of eye contact, but because it's a it's it's so weird. It it's so like you just it, like when you're very mindful not to make other people uncomfortable, but reality while you're being mindful to not pay people uncomfortable, you're just feeling uncomfortable because they don't give a fuck that they're making you feel uncomfortable. So why do you give a fuck if you make them feel uncomfortable in return? So you know what? Here's my solution. For now on, when this shit happens, when someone's staring at me, I'm just going to stare at them. That's my solution. Uh, talk about a stairway to heaven. Because... Uh, uh, no heaven, don't get better than this, right, Kane Brown? Okay, and uh, I'm gonna take a cane up the ass and squirt some brown stuff out. <laughs> oh, candy cane, cause it's uh, it's sweet and stripy back there, kind of like a girl with a dragon tattoo or the cheetah tattoo, which, in my experience, uh, typically women with a Cheetah or those leopard tattoos from the waist down. Um, they were probably sex trafficked. <laughs> they are typically whores. But goddamn, they are, uh, they are, they are, they are whore amazing. Not horrible. They are whore amazing. I just created a new fucking word. I just combined whore amazing. Oh, ha. Oh. Anyways. Uh, welcome to the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. This is, I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Hence why I said Clint Nelson. Uh, welcome to episode 149. 149, recording this on a Friday, June 3rd, uh, 2022 at 9.45 a.m. Eastern. Well, now it's 9.45. Technically, when I started, it was probably like 9.35, but you know semantics um apparently oh yeah don't forget to like follow the pod hit the hit the notification bell but most importantly ladies and gentlemen to all a couple thousand that have been uh tuning in recently suck some titties um yeah and on june 3rd apparently you purchase a drink you know you purchase a drink at Dunkin', and apparently you get a free donut. I've never understood these promotions where they're just like, hey, if you buy this, we'll give you a free, cheaper item of something. It's like, th- these things are unnecessary because people are going to buy this shit anyways. Now, I took a donut just because I saw the sign and I was purchasing a drink. So I'm like, yeah, I guess. Sure. But you know what? It's sitting in my fucking fridge. And I don't give a fuck to eat it. So I, I'm just wasting something. That someone who paid for it is probably going to eat. I don't know. I don't know why I went on that. Well, tangent. Uh, I, I, the, the, these, pro, these promotional deals at these places, that's where they get you. And people, and I, I guess it's like people that fall for it. I don't want to say fall. Because if you're going to, I think a promotional deal is only actually beneficial to the person that's buying it. 
if they were going to get that item to begin with. If I go to the grocery store, right, and they're having a sale for Lay's chips, right? You know, have your assortment of sour cream and onion, barbecue, uh, mesquite, salt and vinegar, whatever the fuck that is, or one of those bullshit kettle cooked. It's like, it's not kettle cooked. It's just an inflated, like, chip with bubbles in it. And it's typically just lightly seasoned. You actually get less. It's actually less quality. Like, you actually get less. It's like 50% less salt. It's like, why the fuck would I want that? Um, but it's like, if I go to a store and it's like, hey, we're having a sale for Lay's chips. You buy two bags for four bucks instead of like $3.99 per bag. It's like, okay, that's great and all. But one, I don't really eat chips like that. And two, I had no desire whatsoever to come in here and buy chips. So even if I leave with two bags for that $4 deal, I technically still spent four bucks more than I planned on spending. So technically, that's a loss. That's a deficit. You know, I don't, I don't need to break that down for you. Like, you guys know what deficits are. At least I hope. Uh... And, but people will say like, oh, it's a deal because it has a little red sticker, like two for, anytime it's like two for five, but the regular price is this. And I, I, you know, I I have a bone to pick with the grocery store because they, they, they had these, there's nothing better than when you go to the store or go anywhere. And the thing that you always get is all of a sudden now on a promotion or it's on sale for cheaper. And it's like, yes. It's almost like it confirms like, hmm, they know what I like. They know what the people want. They know I like my maple breakfast sausage for every fucking meal. You know, I, I appreciate it. For the longest time, they would have these deals for like two bucks for an eight pack or four bucks, two for five. With the card, and it's like, yes, your boy is making good decisions, buying in bulk, all this shit. And then, when they stop doing it, you realize, damn. Now I have a hard time justifying paying more for something that from the get-go, I've always paid a smaller price. And now, it's at a slightly inflated price. And I'm having a hard time adjusting to that. And I wonder, is that my is that my uh, entitlement? Because when you first are introduced to something, that is your reference point. It's like when you first meet someone. How you first meet someone matters, I guess. How you see them, their presentation themselves, like that part will always stick in your mind. Almost no matter what they do. For years and years. Like that first time you meet someone. Will always stick out. And that will always stick. If someone smells really fucking bad. With no context. Like they, they didn't. They weren't leaving the gym. They weren't. You know they didn't just get out of a sewer system. They weren't saved. For being trapped. Underground for 90 hours. In an underground mine. It's like yeah there's context of why I smell like shit. But, you know, they, they just smell like shit in a normal setting. You're, like, that's going to stick with you. 
And it's going to take a lot of times of them smelling really good for you to be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that was admiration. You know, maybe, uh, maybe shit happens. Maybe Lily shit himself that day. I don't know. But when you, but when I first started getting, you know, these products in my diet plan and my health stuff, it was like, yes. It's like, yes, it's cheap and this and that. And it's still cheap. Like, it's not like it's like now a couple dollars more for every couple. But that shit adds up, right? And you start thinking that and you get slightly agitated when you go to the store and buy this shit. Because now my reference is my in, my entitlement, whatever the fuck you want to classify it as. My my reference was, I pay this. It'd be, it'd be like if you if you have a car payment, and the minimum payment was we'll just say, for a lot of people these days like four hundred fifty bucks, right? And you were doing that for a couple years, and then just randomly, like after twenty five months. There's like, hey, by the way, now your minimum that you have to pay is like five thirty. It's like you know, if you could pay the four fifty, you could probably pay the five twenty, right? Like, you shouldn't be that strapped if you finance, if you made that investment to a vehicle. If it was that type of financial strap, you probably shouldn't have financed a vehicle of that type of magnitude and price, but. So technically, it's like you can afford it, but it's like, this isn't what, this wasn't what I thought when I started. This wasn't the agreement. And even though you don't have agreements, like personal, like contracts with the grocery store or the stores we go to, the inflation is insane. And I I keep seeing things about these, about inflation just through the roof, right? But I've been so conditioned that just inflation is just kind of a part of the economy. It's just kind of a part of a, to actually, inflation during certain points, during ebbs and flows of economics, and especially in America, really in any type of country, it's actually not the worst thing if not handled, but, well, I should say it's not the worst thing if the inflation is for a natural causes the problem is when the inflation is just kind of like just for the hell of inflation just because people could get away with it and when you have these places that are necessities like they could start they could double the price on everything if grocery store and gas they could double the price on shit and guess what you're going to pay it. Now, you may uh, make a little less trips, but you're going to pay it because you don't have any fucking choice. You got to get the shit to do what you got to do. Now, like a car wash, they can't sit here and start charging 25 bucks for a visit for you know them to squeegee your windows. Like, fuck off. I could go to the fucking store, even at the inflated prices, and get some soap, get, get a nice sponge, and do that shit at home for like the low price of four bucks. Like, fuck off. Or I'll just wait till it rains to get the pollen off, as uh, most lazy fucks like us do. Um, 
I guess like this pod, I'm definitely uh, pollinating your ovaries and your sunflower, baby. Oh, because I am the flower guy. Okay. Because um, I am nitpicking Yeah. <laughs> okay. Every rose has its thorn. And uh, I'm ready to prick your skin. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I went down a weird rabbit hole. Um, went down a rabbit hole again. Uh, but this inflation shit, it doesn't like bother me. I think I think the younger you are, inflation doesn't like drive you crazy like it does these old people. These old people, and I understand the hazards of it. I understand when it gets really out of hand. It's really problematic because it sucks. Sucks when people's wages and salaries don't adjust to the inflation. But that that would kind of like that kind of was why it's called inflation. It's because it's like well inflation because shit costs more now, and if everything just adjusted to the means and it's not really inflation everything's just kind of even you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i don't know why i say you know what i'm saying like i have like an audience of four people like nodding their head like yeah i know what you're saying clint um i'm just assuming you're nodding your head in your vehicle or uh while uh you're getting sucked off by your girl (laughs) be like yeah clint you go and you too um (laughs) because we're both in bed uh, I can make your bed rock. Um, but you know the, the, the and uh, I'll show you. Oh, uh, let's just say uh, my bank account isn't the only thing that will inflate in your mouth because I'm paying for all your bills, bitch. Um, <laughs> gosh, I could be such a misogynist. Well, I'm not really, but it comes out. You know, I really think us. I really think like it's okay for men and and women too. It is okay for a guy just to like, you know, we have thoughts, we have even the best of us, even the most well-mannered, even the most like, you know what? That there's some shit that we are just kind of like, "Hey, you know, you know what? Sometimes I don't think about respecting certain things." You know what? Sometimes I I I hate I hate to sometimes I hate Hearing a woman speak about shit. I know that sounds bad. It doesn't really mean I hate when a woman speaks. But like, you know, like like the late like something about older ladies just speaking an inopportune time because they ironically feel entitled to just let, let's just be distracting to people trying to get their work in. It's six thirty in the fucking morning. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm at the wrong place or wrong. This is why young people shouldn't do shit at 6.30 in the fucking morning. Yeah, this is why, oh, all these lazy fucks wake up at 1 p.m. It's like, yeah, because then when we try to do shit at 6 in the fucking morning and try to start our day right, we have ass wipes like you that make us think twice about it. All right? But, anyways. So... But yeah, I'm not. I I think this. I think uh, the inflation. It, it's 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 a 
it's an interesting thing to really, I guess, uh, figure out. Look, I, I don't, I mean, I kind of understand why, like, right now the inflation's, like, through the roof for a lot of things. But uh, to me, uh, th- these ebbs and flows in society, like, even over the last six to seven years, like, we've had gas as low as, like, a dollar eighty, And now it's, like, four or something. And it's gone back down to $2. And then now it's back up to four. Like, this shit... Typically, I, I, I'm just kind of a believer that everything always kind of regresses back and forth to the means. That's what American economics have typically showed. We have had a housing crisis where people, a lot of people lost homes. And a lot of people had homes they couldn't. But then, ironically, what happened after the housing crisis? A lot of people that couldn't really afford houses, the house prices were at an all-time low. And people could buy the houses again right but reasonably they actually afford it because the prices were so fucking low and so typically when something really extremely bad happens like an extreme event like the dust bowl the great depression the holocaust pearl harbor um wow that that took a dark turn um obviously those events aren't uh justified and stuff what i'm saying is typically when events like that happen we as people we we adjust to better to make sure that shit doesn't happen again or it doesn't happen in that type of egregious blatant acceptance like typically when this inflation shit like right now the four dollars in gas the the prices for a lot of things is just kind of through the roof it's like well Everyone's going through it. Everyone's dealing with the same thing. Yes, there's a lot of people with a lot more money and shit, of course. Of course, there's always going to be people that capitalize on people's down. Like, what do you think therapists are? Therapists literally rely on people continuously having problems their whole life to make a lot of fucking money. They will continuously tell you that your problems will never be fixed. And remind you that it's an everyday struggle. You know? It's almost like it's a academic. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so it hasn't, hasn't been the same since. It wasn't the same after Joe Budden left the show. But, you know, when academics, it was still going well with him and Wayno. And I don't even know if that's a show anymore. But, um, I don't know, I guess that's a complex issue. Okay. Uh, sorry. I had to do it to him. But, um, I'm just kind of a believer on the simplest level that things always take care of themselves with these things. Um, you know, I I keep seeing these things about the gun laws and stuff like that, and I'm not going to get into my views on because I don't even really have a view on should you know, people, like, gun laws and stuff like that, like, I think people should have guns in the sense of, yeah, for obvious reasons, and I think one thing that's pointed out is people keep saying, like, oh, we need extensive background checks, like, you know, background checks don't really actually, they're actually not really that useful, I mean, it would help, 
it would help some, which that's all you can do. All you can do is just try to put policies and things in place to improve. There's never going to be anything that's 100% effective. Hence, like, I don't know, vaccines. Uh, Jesus, now this whole thing just got demonetized. But it literally says 99.9% effective. When you get Lysol to clean your fucking bathroom or air freshener, you know, like these things, they're pretty damn effective. But why do they put 99.99% effective? Just in case. Because it's not a one size fits all, no matter how broad or generic you make something. Not everything works for everyone. And of course, you can do all the background checks. You can do all this. I hate to break it to people. These mass, and I hate to say it, but these mass shootings are still going to happen. These Because it's the individuals that are the problem. I know I kind of mentioned like the therapy thing earlier that these therapists rely on people to constantly be in a lack of a good state of mind. And be really fucked up. Like think about the movie Halloween. When you think about it. Michael Myers. Like Dr. Loomis. Literally made a whole fucking career. Uh, you know in the fictional movie. Dr. Loomis literally made a whole fucking career. Off the problems of a child. That was killing cats at like nine years old. <laughs> Coming from a fucked up situation. And he basically is obsessed with this child till he grows into a man. And honestly, I think to so much therapy probably is what drove him to be that type of insanity. Now, I'm not saying he should have been just like, hey, you know, go through a two-week program. Kids killing cats. And, uh, hey, you know, just put him back out there, you know. Because, you know, he's probably going to kill more cats. He should probably go work Asian Express. Number four, um, okay, that was uncalled for, but uh, so was uh, the uh, crispy chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't call me, don't call my name. Uh, that's what the cats in the back alley of those dollar scoop places. Don't call my name. Let you want to put me in the walk. Um, <laughs> There's a, uh, <laughs> uh, that was a really dark turn. Um, <laughs> haven't eaten there in a while, but anyways, um, <laughs> there's a, but yeah, you know, they, these, these things, like there's always going to be these outlier insane people. And I actually haven't even looked in to the, the Tulsa mass shooting at the hospital type of thing. I, I, I saw, like, the headline when I got off work one night. And honestly, I was just like, no. Oh, this sounds about... This sounds like when these when these mass crimes happen, it seems like they happen in waves. Because it's almost... it's almost It sounds sensitive, but it almost comes off as now this stuff is trendy. When everything is a heightened sensitivity, people that want to commit these acts, uh, they want to kind of continue they would they want to ride that wave it's almost like when a topic if you go on google trends right and you are someone that creates videos i I don't really do this stuff and it probably shows in my progress of my channel um but when they're when you're a commentary channel or you do podcasts or you do things 
that require topics that's current. If you want to find what people are looking for, for, for people for the game visibility or to talk about things that people are showing they give a fuck about, uh, you would go on Google Trends or you have a good pulse of what's going on out there, and you and you you gain a uh, you, you gain attraction, you gain a lot of people that potentially gravitate towards you. So when you have these, when you have people that are just desperate to be seen or people that are just fucked up beyond measure, um, they want to be, I guess, like Google Trendy. Um, they want to be someone that is trending. Like you, like you don't think when, if they're sitting in their jail, like once, even though most of these cases they end up committing suicide or they get killed by, you know, the SWAT team when they, you know, an hour after they let, you know, 18 children die. But, you know, whatever. Um, I guess shit happens. That, that's stuff that the parents would get. Like, hey, you know. Uh, your kids had to be the case study, so we know what to do in the future when these situations happen. It's like, I don't know, we've had a lot of school incidents the past 10 years. I feel like you guys should have had a infrastructure in place to, you know, create action or do shit. I don't know, crazy, just just speaking into the wind here. Um, but, uh... It I, it creates a really interesting discussion about, you know, guns and amendments and gun laws and stuff like that. Because there's never these things, I hate to say, these things will always happen. You just want to happen as least as possible and take all the measures you can. Because if someone really, here's the uncomfortable truth. If someone really wants to do something in this world... In this country specifically. What comes with freedom is we have to deal with. We are walking with people. That we do not know. How they woke up that day. You walk in the streets. You walking in stores. You're just out and about. You're at the beach. Like you don't like. You you honestly the part of a free country is. That's scary as hell. Is. You do not know what someone. It, you're really, we're just all walking in this open space. When you really think about it, even when there's security breaches, like you really think with these security guards and stuff, you really think if someone really wants to do some fucked up shit, you really think a security guard who can't even carry an armed weapon most of the time at some of these places for. Ironically, security reasons. Because security guards don't want to be a threat. They don't want to be a threat at the company of these security companies. Because simply, when you go into malls and stuff like that, the security and is owned by a separate conglomerate. And they partner with the company of whoever is paying to protect them. They kind of create a checks and balances so there's no inside bullshit whatever it's actually a good structure in the sense but at the same time 
for liability reasons, they're the security is going to do everything they can for the people, the security and, you know, the employees of who's working for them to not be at risk of potentially causing a really bad situation worse. Because they don't want to train people. It's like for they want to pay you as least as possible. And when they pay people as least as possible, they're going to take a lot of things out of their hands. And that's including deadly weapons. The problem is, if someone wants to go in there with a deadly weapon, they're probably going to do what people with deadly weapons do. And they're going to be deadly with it. The uncomfortable truth is... Nowadays, more than ever, and I think social media kind of has created a little bit more incentive for people. Because imagine you do something and and talking about you. Two million plus people talk about it within two hours after it's posted. We always talk about how fame fucks up these child actors. We always talk about fame fucks up people, completely normal people get famous, insanely famous, people you never thought, the most grounded of people, and even they change, I mean, Drake is, I mean, he's pretty normal, but he's like, look, my life is different, he's jaded, he's this, like, fame, and that type of attention and money will change you. You have these child actors that get into drugs at the age of 14, and then by 23, they're unrecognizable. And then they go to rehab for publicity purposes, have a reality show, and then, you know, they're Paris Hilton, who doesn't even talk like her her character, her caricature of herself. She's, like, actually a completely normal person, per se. But just based off the amount of money she has, the way she thinks, thinks because she comes from a very well-off family and has made money herself and stuff like of course she's not gonna think like the masses because the attention she has gotten from a young age and affirmation and stuff and when you have a lot of people when you look at the people that commit these crazy acts they are people who know who Typically don't have a high social media account, right? So they probably kind of feel lost in the world. And they're typically non-social people. Now, let's also be careful that just because someone's not non-social. That someone's non-social. That means they're more at risk to do bullshit. Because there's completely normal people who have 200 or less followers on Instagram. Hashtag me. And also because I don't go on Instagram. Don't even have the app anymore. Uh, but I think it's very, and just, just an important reminder that this is why it's important to be nice to people and you can be nice to people and they still do bad shit. But if you're really not nice to people, you're probably more at risk for these things to happen. Um, I, you know, I've been making more of a, I've been making more of an effort in my life recently to kind of be more, uh, I've never been mean to people, but I've always like, 
I realize how rude it is to just walk past someone and not acknowledge their existence. I'm not talking about like on the street, but like people that you may see on a regular basis. Like if you always go to a, a lot of people go to coffee shops, right? If you see the same barista or cashier or person or the drive through window, if you go to a place enough and you just go in there and just don't even say, hey, how are you today type of stuff. Like, I'm not saying you got to do it every day. Like, people going to understand when someone's not in a great, having a great day and stuff. Like, people pick up on that. Like, we're pretty good at social cues. But... When you, if you go and sober for months at a time and you just have a fuck off attitude and that's just kind of your demeanor towards people, like it, it, it does create this kind of radiance to people. Like you, like something as simple as saying, how are you today? While looking at someone and a smile on your face, that could be the difference between them having whatever bad day they were having beforehand and just by you acknowledging their existence and even if you're not gonna ask for the details of why their day's been shitty it could just for a little bit be a reminder like hey the, the, there's there's someone that gives has taken time To ask me about myself. And when you were not feeling great about yourself that day. I think that shit goes a long way. I think when you have enough of these incidents. I I do think that we as a society. we, We have lost the ability to just actually physically interact with people. And I think because there's so much gratification virtually. like, And I hate to bring it back to the gym. But as an observation I noticed, so many people are so like into their phones while working out. I have my phone on me to, you know, add to the cue songs as I'm working out. Because my taste will change as I'm working out depending on what I'm doing. But I do it in between sets and I'm very quick with it. There are people like just sitting on their phone and they're just lost in it. And I could see how someone whose whole life is literally on a device. They see what they see. They see the effects and how great it is to get attention when people love you and all this stuff. But some people don't even want to be loved. They just want to be recognized. And... I think these extreme mass anger, these egregious violent acts are committed. I think it's just the being unrecognized for so long and they know if you do this, you are going to be the most talked about story in the world. Especially in the country. But in some cases the world. Because it's so tragic, it's so extreme that a lot of people don't really want, a lot of people don't even really care what they have to do to just be seen 
and that's why when you see people doing you you can say people that do extreme things adrenaline wise people that race 150 miles per hour on a highway it sounds fun and shit it, it could also be very dangerous if you see assholes just weaving through no turn signal and putting people at risk it's look at me it's it's this whole look at me culture and sometimes the look at me it could be harmless it could be let me post this duck face pic right let me post this picture of my shirtless body right it sounds harmless but you post because you want people to see look what i'm doing look at the work i put into some look how cute i am Look what I just accomplished. It's a look at me. And look at me is not always bad. I don't want to make it sound like come out bad. But when that's been rewarded over and over again. When someone shoots up a school or shoots up a hospital. What is it saying? Look at me. That's that's the really dark side of this self-obsessed into a world that doesn't even feel like it's real like and i'm for like i admit when i see now when i see these really tragic stories and i'm guilty of this i become so desensitized i don't sit there and like sit in and sit in my bed in shock and like oh it's like damn that's really fucked up and typically after like 10 minutes, like you kind of just go about your day as insensitive as that sounds. But because when you see these things, they don't even feel like it's a, uh, it feels like it's so far away. We're back in the day where when these things would happen few and far in between, it, it felt so like, whoa, and everything was kind of uh, on paper, like newspaper and shit and you see on the news and it would be everything now it's like shit breaks on twitter instagram and all this shit i get you you'll get notifications on your phone from news and shit but a lot of but a lot of these things they they are just it doesn't even feel like it's a it doesn't even feel like you're in the same world as it as it is. And I think and I think and I, I think when it doesn't even feel real to you, you become kind of eh to it. And the look at and the look and the people that commit these acts I don't feel any sympathy or empathy because you don't come from a perfect home. I, I don't I, I don't care. Nothing justifies doing anything at that level. Really anything even relatively of violence like that. And part of the look at me is part of this look at me culture and society we kind of created is that it creates this I want, look at me, I want your sympathy and empathy for every little thing that's unideal. 
And now we got people coming out here trying to be psychologists, experts. It's, it's like with the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing. You know, obviously, completely the most absolute nothing of actual importance. Like, literally, their whole situation is just two people that have a lot of fucking problems. And one person is just kind of slightly more likable than the other. Even though they both had a lot of fucking problems. Like, people want to ignore that Johnny Depp is this rampant alcoholic, rampant drug user. And it, it was this heavy pile on to Amber Heard, which is deservingly so. She deserved to be piled on, like, like dry, like drywall. Pile that shit on her. But it's a... This whole thing, like, Johnny Depp was just this old, old little me. Old, old little me. It's like, nah, like, this dude, this dude... He's he's not abusive or nothing, but this dude had a lot of fucking problems. But the focus and attention on that, because there's a relatable aspect to it of everyone. Most people have been with someone who's been fucking crazy. Maybe not ever heard crazy, but everyone's been with someone that's kind of like, Jesus fucking Christ. When you look back and like, ah, Jesus, even in the moment, it feels like, ah, Jesus. But then, you know. She's on top. You're like, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, Shane New Jackson. Back at it again. Um, but, yeah, it's. I, I don't know what to. I guess I don't know what to really make of it in the grand scheme of things. Because it, it's a really sad it's really sad. Uh, hold on, let me let me get back to let me get back to get back to my lineage of thinking. But yeah, uh, oh yeah, I would I would say that this is really just a byproduct of what we, we, we the this look at me thing. It creates this. I I want everyone's empathy and sympathy to justify my nonsense. And as I was talking about the therapist earlier, the therapist stuff, is that there's always someone that could profit off your pain. There's always someone that could spin something in their favor that's not in yours, that will be detrimental to you. Or that the thing that's detrimental to you is what they're making of. Like when you think about it, that's what a therapist is. It's this continuous cycle of what if they just tell you you don't need a therapist anymore? You have, you are in a good space. It's like nah, we need these checks because they will always find. It's like you know, are you sure that you're happy? It's like actually, yeah, I'm never been happier. It's like, yeah, but you know, sometimes people lie to themselves that they're happy, and then guess what? You're gonna start thinking to yourself, am I? When sometimes it's not that deep. If you feel good, you're good. Alright? But the people but they will find a way to be like, you know, typically when people are at their happiest and peak, it's when about the fall down to the least. And it's like, well, you know what? I'll take my chances. Because this feels pretty damn good. And uh at least I won't be paying two fifty a week. For you to tell me 
how unhappy I should feel. Um, I just think that, uh, I, I, I don't think social media is to blame for everything. I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of these people like at the end of the day, your decision making. And if you let social media or anything persuade you to a crazy extent that you can't even think for yourself at a certain point, then you got to disconnect from it or you got issues that are not just, you know, societal advertisement or societal expectations that is being bestowed in your timeline and feed. Like, you probably just got real issues. I just, uh, I guess I just... I guess my, you know, I'll conclude that. I'll conclude this side with this. Let's not, let's not use these situations as a, as a excuse or a pathway to open up this mental health thing. This, this whole mental health is being beaten down. To where, yes, it's important. Mental People's mental health is very important. But to bog down that everything someone does is because of poor mental health. Sometimes people just make really shitty decisions. And their mental health is fine. Uh... I'm not saying these cases, but this whole, you know, this opens up, this is why we need to talk about mental health more. It's like, that seems like all I fucking hear. Every fucking thing I listen to is armchair psychologists who aren't psychologists that tells you you're codependent, that tells you you have this problem, that tells you like, you know, uh, if things, if you're always uh, arguing with your partner, you're probably just really toxic and maybe you're the problem. It's like, you know what, not everything is that fucking simple because sometimes people communicate differently. Yes, the same way that you say upbringings matter. And you focus so much on when you're 12 years old, when now you're 42, and you blame someone when you were 12 years old for shit that you were 42. It's like, you know what? Yeah, and I communicate a certain way because of that shit. So stop bogging everything fucking down to everything in childhood. Yes, I understand adolescent and childhood is the most important it's the parts that will make someone their personality. It will make someone uh, who they are in a sense. But you, you, there's a lot of things you can do yourself as you get older to not use those things as excuses. And a lot of times you can use those things to your benefit because of your awareness and your knowledge of things. And what frustrates me the most when people just say, you know, we just need to open discussion on this. Like, that's all fucking people do is talk about their problems. We, we live in a society where everyone has access to talk about all their issues and their problems more than ever before. And yet, we have the most acts of this. So, obviously, just talking about the shit from people who don't know, really, honestly, a whole lot of what the fuck they're talking about. Me included, 
Gotta throw myself in there, you know, cover cover my bases. It obviously, honestly, it probably has a slightly less effect. Because when people bitch about people not being experts of medical shit, it's like, well, technically, psychology and shit and it is medical. But everyone's really comfortable talking about that shit. It's weird. And it's a little bit frustrating when you're listening to people trying to blame this, that, and the other. It's like, you know, shut the fuck up. It's a lot of you that, you know, they took some psychology classes in high school, maybe in college. They've read a couple self-help books that literally say in the back, like, hey, this technically is not a medical, uh, this isn't a uh, peer-studied review, this is a form of, this is only made for entertainment, but there's some education you could find in between the lines. Like, it literally says in there, like, hey, this is not a uh, research book, this is not a textbook for medical purposes, but People will read this shit and they'll read someone else's very specific point of view and make that theirs. And they just copy and paste shit. And I'm just really fucking, I'm just really fucking annoyed when everyone, anytime something happens, anytime something bad happens to someone individually and then I see a video of them talking about you know, this is why it's important to have open dialogue about this. Well, you know what? All, all this open dialogue that you're having obviously ain't doing much. And I'm not saying suppress what you feel. I'm not saying don't speak what you feel. I'm not trying to be one of these people like, shut the fuck up. No one cares what you have to say. Because it's really all podcasts is just people talking about shit that a lot of people don't really give a fuck what you have to say. But I do think... That the abundance of everyone talking about things like this and it it opens the floodgates for a lot of anger, a lot of angst, a lot of misguided direction of where the conversation of this stuff. And it's why I hate when people, anytime there's serious shit, it's like, you know, we just need to have conversation. It's like, no, there needs to be action, not conversation. You know, I, I could sit there and conversate with my friend about how much I want to lose weight. I still have to go to the gym. I still have to eat better. I still have to do this. But the conversation, was it do? It makes people feel better about, oh, you know what? This person motivated me. You know what? Things are going to get better. Because it, it, just, it, just it just fills in the gaps of the actual hard work. There's a lot of people that talk about doing shit. There's a lot of people that talk about about. What the fuck they actually give a fuck about. So a lot of people, when social issues happen, they talk about, you know, this opens conversation. And then what do they do? They go on their fucking Instagram and they like things that are actually very detrimental to the progress of those issues that they don't even realize. Because a lot of people lack awareness of what the fuck of the conversation that actually needs to be had. So when people just say broadly... Let's have conversation about mental health. What the fuck does that mean? Because all I hear is people breaking down in their videos having mental breakdowns. About sometimes absolutely very little. 
But everyone has their own incentive. You know, I'm not here to judge someone for what they have mental breakdown for or whatever. But it is kind of weird that when someone has a mental breakdown, the first thing is, look at me. Let me record this on IG Live. Let me record. I can understand someone in the moment being highly emotional. Record IG Live on the spot, whatever, live stream. And then you look back like, I probably shouldn't have done that. When someone records something of them talking for 17 minutes, singular vision. And they edit it, do all this shit. It's like they went through a process. They had a lot of time to think about putting this out. And they still did. Because they wanted people to see how vulnerable and emotional and stuff. And I think that is powerful for someone to be vulnerable. But that is being open. And you could say that's being strong. You could also say that someone that is looking to gain sympathy and empathy for what they feel. And I don't think seeking empathy all the time is wrong or sympathy. Because certain things do deserve it. But I know I'm probably coming off as a jackass on some of this shit. But I kind of just live like this. I've kind of grown into this like, uh, all right, like, what do you want? Like, what, what do you want from me here? What is it? What is it when you're telling me this or you're telling the world? What do you want from it? Do you want me to pat you on the back? Do you want me to tell you be okay? Do you want my opinion? Do you want me to just say things will get better? Do you want me just literally listen and not? Because whatever it is, I am okay with conceding to that. But one thing that I can't do is I... The one thing that I can't really uh, meet you at is if you just want me to... If you just want the people that you're telling... To just stop everything for something that you haven't even thought something throughout. You haven't even thought thoroughly about what the fuck you actually want to do with the information that you're telling people. We can't help you. So, moral of today's pod is, I don't give a fuck about your mental health. (laughs) Imagine someone just clipped that. I just did an hour plus of well not literally an hour of the mental health stuff but just an hour ish of whatever and I'm like I don't even fuck about your mental health but no obviously I, I do care I just hate the generic broad let's just talk about and conversate because then you know if you want to just conversate just go on jubilee or those cut or whatever those internet you know shows are where it's just people that you know, debate about unideal things in society or real issues in society and have perspectives and stuff. If that's what you want to do, cool. But let me ask you something. All those people in those shows, do you think when they leave that show, they actually leave any different? Like, you really think, like, they're actually going to go and change their whole point of view on something? Like, no, they're probably actually going to double down because they're in a contentious mindset when you're going back and forth with someone. More people rather double down on whatever they feel to justify, even if they do have qualms about it, than to actually maybe think that they may be misguided on it. So I don't know. Um, yeah.
So yeah. And uh I'm just gonna stop the pod there because I felt like I whew, I really really went in today. Alright guys. Uh that was episode one forty nine of the Off and Beat Podcast. Uh don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, continue the support. Uh and most importantly, suck some titties. Even if uh you know, well, let me help you out. If your mental health is struggling, suck some titties or get your titties sucked, even as a guy. If that don't make you feel better, then you know what? You do need to see a therapist. All right. Have a great day.